Life After Baby Loss, a podcast brought to you by Grace in Action. I'm Siobhan, Grace's mum, and together with David, Grace's dad, we'll be exploring life after loss. Welcome to Life After Baby Loss. I'm David Monteith, and with me as always is Siobhan. Hello. Um, Sorry, I'm just finishing a chocolate. Yep, do what you do. Um, So welcome to episode one of our Podfest, and the first one up... Mini Podfest. Sorry, I've been corrected. Welcome to Mm -hmm. episode one of our Mini Podfest, and our first one up is based on the first meme that we posted last year, which was that baby loss affects parents. Well, duh. My parents... (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Siobhan's uh, getting a bit enthusiastic there. Of sarcasm may come through from time to time. Yeah, by parents, what do you mean? Do you mean people like us? Do we mean our parents? Do we mean no, no, parents also the, in the world? The parents of the baby that died. Why don't you explain the ripple thing? Because that will mm. put it in so, context. Um, yeah, what we were thinking about was the idea of you know, like a stone being dropped into water and rippling out and how the effects really go far and wide um and sometimes you just you don't even know what they are um there are many sort of unseen effects but obviously with uh, baby loss right at the very center like of the ripples is um the parents the people most directly affected by what happens what happened and that impact is absolutely massive. It is. We thought it was pretty poignant at the moment because of quite a high profile baby loss, which was John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. Is that how you say her name? I think so. Um, and I think what really hit the baby loss world, and if you just looked online anywhere, just about everyone I know, you could see they were pretty... I think every group of people gets into a bubble and, you know, we have a bubble of baby loss people that are supportive and get it. And I think we were all, you just saw the ripples of shock spread out across the baby loss community at some of the horrific comments aimed at John and Chrissy Mm. um, for sharing their grief, for sharing their baby. Um, and we were all pretty shocked. Shocked, yeah. Shocked, actually, yeah. And and, it, and disappointed. It, and, and it brings back your own grief. Well, brings it back. It never goes away, but it kind of highlights, highlights it, yeah. Brings it back to the forefront. Um, it's, it's absolutely tragic. I really, 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 really wonder where some people's humanity is, to be honest. I don't I Their don't heads understand. are so far up their asses, it's unreal. Yeah, there goes the the clean label I was going to put on this podcast. Sorry, there's no clean label on this podcast. Um, I mean, like there are obvious things when a when a baby dies. There are obvious mm. ways that, that parents are affected. I mean, obviously, like you're going to be upset. No, <laughs> Sherlock, right? As one of my yeah. friends said to me. Um, but wow, it was great to have that permission. Like, you know, she's like, well, of course you are. Your baby just died. I mean. That which was three months later, which is why, I think. I mean, but... you'll, you'll hear us use the term baby loss a lot because that's the accepted term. We talk about the baby loss community. But I know Siobhan and I particularly don't like to use that. We want to use baby, baby death yeah. because we need people Call it to what understand it that if a death has happened, 
uh, my grief is valid. I don't want it to be passed off as one of those things that you get over because these things happen well, and there's a nice medical term. Are they, yeah, some, but somebody is, died. But loss is a word that people use around grief in yeah, general to try and, I don't know, maybe soften the blow. But you know what? Um, it's crap. And I think what happens with baby loss is that, um, you know, it is death. And it's really easy to somehow try and imagine, like, not try and imagine it's not death, but but... Like, you know what? Grace only lived in my womb. She didn't live outside of my womb. She didn't take a breath by herself. Um, But she still had a life. We call it her womb life mm. to give it some context. But she had a life. She had her own movements. She had, I mean, who knows? Her own thoughts, her own dreams. You know, you look at our living children and they have habits that we know were formed in the womb. Yes. Because they yes. did certain things. They and, and Well, Grace had a way of, of kicking and she would catch the nerve that ran down the inside of my like left hip and down my le the back of my left leg. Oh my goodness me. That was horrific. It, she was the only one of my kids that did that. But they all did different things. And I just remember, like, you know, there'd be babies and they'd be sleeping. You go, look, look, that's what she was doing in the womb. And yeah. they all did something different. They all kind of developed differently. She, got had, their own... she had a life. So that's why we... And we... she heard a sing. She yeah. saw shade. Um, yeah. Well, you know all of this, right? But this is the thing. When your baby dies... That's everything you lose. And then you lose not just all of that. You lose everything that could have the become. And the thing is, the moment you're pregnant, you start to imagine your life with your child, and yeah. your baby. It's a bit hard not to. But, you know, it's like, obviously, you're going to be extremely upset. You're also disorientated. Yeah, yeah. Overwhelmed with, with all the different emotions. There's trying to work out what on earth happened. Confusion. Emotional trauma. Exactly. A, for, for you more than me, there's the physical trauma. Yeah, but... But still, the, the emotional trauma can express itself physically as well. So even if you're not the one who's actually physically just given birth, I mean, my God, your milk still comes in, you know? I mean, where's the support for that? Oh, yeah, we can give you a pill for that. I don't want a pill, actually. I, I wanted you, to express you, and donate we've, we've my gone milk, into the but... realm of, because when we were talking about this, we thought there's some really obvious things which everyone's going to get. Yeah. You know, how the grief will hit you and just slam into you. That's, that's. You know, I'm going to my baby's funeral and I'm still bleeding from giving birth. Yeah, so what we were thinking of was the things that people, that, that you don't expect, the hidden stuff. Mm. So there's, I mean, you just drop that one in there. Yeah, going to the funeral while you're still... You know, bleeding. you've got a plan to take pads with you because you're still... You're... Do you know what it is? I think most people, a lot of people, probably men, don't realise that once you've given birth, you will be bleeding for a while. Mm. You know, that's... That's a fact of it. And you have what they call the fourth trimester, regardless of whether your baby's alive yes, exactly. or dead. And you've got to deal with that. Yeah. And also, this is the other thing people don't understand either is, you know, babies who die at an earlier gestation, you still have all that stuff too. Mm. I don't know if it's to the same extent or not, because Grace died at like 41 weeks it was you know we were full term but we're talking about funeral. you know planning a funeral that yeah. didn't even occur to me at some i don't know at some point we had to think oh she's dead we've got to bury her but uh, i mean fair, luckily i had some experience in that in that way in that i'd been singing and playing the organ at funerals for many years and helping other people plan their funerals and their family's funerals and i had in fact sung at a couple of babies funerals you know i had an idea but still 
the support that we needed in order to get that done was absolutely tremendous. Um, also, memory making, because one of the things that's become quite popular in recent years is just making memories with mm. your baby, whether that be taking footprints, I wish we'd bathed her. I wish we'd bathed her. I wish we'd I... put her in a, in a buggy and taken her for a walk. Oh. Just hope no one stopped us and said, well, <laughs> <love> you, <laughs> It's very still. Oh yeah, there's a reason for that. Um, oh, yeah, she's lovely, yeah. Mm. So, I mean, there are things we wish we'd done. Yeah. But there are, you know, but even though we got to make memories that you know, we have, people 10 years ago wouldn't even, wouldn't have. We have a, a, a handprint and a footprint and a, and a, a, a fingerprint that we've turned into jewellery and we have a lock of her hair and we have and photos. We've got, we got pictures of her up and I know that there's a lot of people go, why would you want a picture of a dead child in your front room? Because she's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. What if... I wish I'd taken more photos of her. Mm. And then, of course, you have to leave them and go home. Going home. I mean... So what, God, you, need to, what you need to imagine is that something's happened that's changed everything. It doesn't even... Not even talking about baby loss here but something happened that's changed it's trauma everything and you just got to go home and then you get home and you're sitting there going what do we do now which is funny enough that's pretty much what we what we did when alana was born our eldest Mm. she was born the midwives left your mum and stepdad left Mm. and we just sat there going what do we do now and it was a very similar thing we were so scared we wouldn't pick her up off the floor would we we left her in her like bassinet thing on the floor (laughs) i think what is interesting though i'm just thinking about it now it's very much the same feeling different Mm. i mean different context but that that feeling of what what the hell do we do now and just lost feeling so damn lost yeah and then of course after that i mean it goes on the grief the grief doesn't stop. And you know what? I don't want the grief to stop. I'm not wallowing in the grief, but you know, I love Grace. I loved her so, so, so much while she was alive. And I love her even though she's not alive anymore. And I'm never going to stop loving my child. So why would I stop grieving for her? And the effects, um, they're not just negative. She's changed me positively in yes, so yes, many yes. ways. You Absolutely. Know, I've learned so much. I've changed as a person and some of those things are for the better. So acknowledging that, you know, in, in acknowledging her effect on parents, it's not just, it's not like a hundred percent negative mm. because she has, she's transforming me. Yeah. Um, okay. So what we said was. We also, we, I just want to go with the term because just looking at COVID and the fact that people seem to think, you know, you know, Trump's survived COVID and said, we don't need to be scared of it. But what he's done there is give it a duality and say COVID is about living or dying. But it's not because no. some people live with the effects. There's morbidity as well as mortality. Yeah. And there's there's, there's long-term effects and they call it long COVID for a reason. But what I was thinking about was... Um, long grief. Long grief. Everyone talks about grief, but a lot of people don't seem to acknowledge long grief. And it's it's really long. Um, so that's just a phrase. Well, it's going to be lifelong, to, isn't it's it? It's lifelong. It's a sentence. It's going to be lifelong. So I just want to drop that one in what, there. What, a life sentence? A life, no, that was... Sorry. That was that's our marriage. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway. Look, if I didn't have to stay close to this microphone, I would be reaching over the sofa right now and yes. Mm-hmm. I'm saying nothing. Tugging your dreadlocks. Go on, you said what um, we wanted to do now. Yes, we, we wanted to uh, finish each episode now of our mini podfest with like three ways to help and support. So each of the, the things that we're looking at each day, we're going to look at three ways to help and support. So parents, this is this is ways 
you can help and support parents in this situation, parents of dead babies. Big one for me is very similar to a way you can support parents with living babies. Yes. Make some food, bring it round <laughs> and go away. <laughs> and the thing is that we're exhausted, we're tired, we're not probably not really, you know, if we want people around us, we'll let you know. Um, but there's a point where your brain doesn't have the energy to figure out normal stuff. Someone turns up with food, or hell, or hell even a Nando's voucher, I'll be like, I much prefer those to flowers. This is personally, I much prefer those to flowers. Mm. Um, and again, some people will love flowers. My personal experience of flowers is that my daughter just died and people kept sending stuff that we had to nurture and it was going to die. And that did my head in. Also, we ran out of vases pretty quickly and that was just like, you know I mean, if you're going to send flowers, send a vase, man. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> Well, just this is interesting, isn't it? It just goes in a way that you maybe don't expect. Um, I'm thinking what, what my ways to help and support are. Um, the second one would be talk about the baby. Mm. And because you know what made me think of that is what you said about as you would if, if it, if the child had lived, you know, yeah, talk about now. Some people might not be able to talk and they might, they might, you can say to them, do you want me to talk about your baby? Or you could just ask them and gauge the response. Use a name. Use, a Use name. the Use baby's a name. Because you give it validity. Use their baby's you name. give the baby validity that way. Absolutely. And also, it's a beautifully subtle way of giving the parents permission to grieve and talk about their baby as well. You know, what, I, what, I don't know, what shape were her eyes? Did well, she have, like, did she have any features that were like, you know, like Grace had my fingers. Totally. Her thumb in particular and the shape of her fingers are an exact replica of the shape of David's hands. And when I mean, we did it, totally. Listen, you could probably hear it in my voice, but just mention that. I just got this huge grin on my face, yeah. this huge smile. And my daughter had my features. It's so cool. You yeah, know? like she had the same little kind of button nose, the same because because Alana had that as well, and uh, and um, our, our subsequent children did too. She was our heaviest baby. She was nine pound two, I think nine pound two, and um, and she was chunky and lovely and chunky, and um, none of our other babies have been that chunky at birth. But do you hear the way we're talking about her? You know, as if she was real, because she was. What do you mean, as if? No, she that's, was. That's what I mean. But I think a lot of people yeah. go, you know, the baby died. So, you know, that's that's that. But it's not, it's real. And it stirs almost the same emotions as talking about my living children. So here's another way you can support parents. Remember anniversaries. Remember birthdays. I'll tell you what's hard about that is I don't remember the only reason it's I really remember easy. your birthday is... You get a diary and you put it in your diary and you have a little reminder. True. Nobody needs to know how you remember. doesn't matter how you remember. The fact is you remember. Or even if it's a random memory, you know, like you go somewhere and it makes you think of that. Well, message the parents thinking of you today and your beautiful child. Oh, yeah. Use words like that as well. 
beautiful, precious, darling, like nice descriptor words. So we're going to leave it there for today. Join us uh, tomorrow for episode two, where we're talking about siblings, siblings, we're talking about siblings. Um, but if you do have any comments or thoughts, or you need to reach out to us, then the email is info at graceinaction.org.uk. And again, you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Instagram. And we've got loads of stuff on YouTube. Um, so Till tomorrow, peace, love and strength.